finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Pyramid Schemes. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. We create successful financial plans by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan or budget, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. A listener suggested the topic of pyramid schemes or Ponzi schemes. Thank you, Andrea. And although Ponzi is often associated with investing, thinking like Bernie Madoff, the pyramid scheme is exactly the same. I actually have fallen victim to this myself once, so I love the idea of addressing it here. This boils down to people having to put money into a fund that will quickly double your money. The only way this works, hence the scheme part of the name, is that the money you put in pays another investor and not an actual investment of money. The more people who put money in, the more people get ahead of you, get their money back, thus enticing more people to invest in this plan. The first red flag that you should notice is that you can double or even more your money. Investments really don't work that way. They take time to grow, and with time, the best companies can achieve that kind of growth. But that's not typical. The money you're investing here never goes to an actual company, just to other investors. Of course, these require that more new people invest. Otherwise, the scheme collapses with no new income. The name Ponzi comes from a postal stamp speculation scheme in the 1920s, and the gentleman who thought of this great scheme was Charles Ponzi. The scheme is actually much older. When investing, or most things really, if they seem to be too good to be true, they probably are. If you receive a text that says you won an iPad or a large refund and you did not apply for, you probably assume it's fraudulent. All investments carry risk, and there's no guaranteed return on stock, and the federal government does have something called guaranteed funds, but the reality is that they can't really promise a return on these in an actual crisis. If you're hearing otherwise, you should be suspicious. If anyone offers positive returns, always look again. Even stocks that have been growing like Apple, Alphabet, and Amazon go up and down. None shoots straight up when you look at their stock prices. It's going to have peaks and valleys. I just checked all three of them, and they're all down this morning. It's how investing works, and that's why time is so important. Investing with people that are not licensed investors or sellers is also a reason to pass on this opportunity. When they're not registered with the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, they do not need to provide information about the company's management, products, or services and financials. This should cause you concern when you're giving your money to an investor. The investor has to be licensed or registered as they have to be lawfully able to collect money from someone to invest it. As with most fraudulent things, the pressure to hurry and get this item is a key component. Sometimes an item you want to buy will be sold out, think around Christmas time and toys. But in general, above board investing does not work this way. Secretive or confusing paperwork or explanations are a sign of trouble. Don't let your feelings of being new to investing pressure you to act. A fair, above board opportunity should not operate this way and they should be willing to make sure you completely understand what you're getting involved in if they are legitimate. I don't want to confuse a pyramid scheme with multi-level marketing that companies may use. Popular companies like Avon, Tupperware, Longaberger, just to name a few, use this legal business practice to grow sales. 
These companies offer real products, but employees do earn money. The more that they recruit, they can also get money from their own sales as well. An example of a true pyramid scheme happened in 2008 in Canada, promising people a chance to get rich by selling low-cost travel membership plans. To be able to qualify, the applicant sellers were first required to purchase memberships for themselves at a costly $3,200 price tag. Actually, more than 2,000 people bought in as they were promised $5,000 for each similar membership they sold. But they could only realize their profits when the applicant members accumulated $100,000 in sales, which entailed selling at least 20 different membership plans. Investors did finally file a class action lawsuit, which did return their money. But again, if you have to sell something to make money, you might want to be wary. The SEC is warning of a new Ponzi using virtual currency. Since virtual currency was introduced, and I'm talking things like Bitcoin, many new currencies are available and all these new types of money make it easy to talk someone into investing on these cutting edge opportunities. They can freely fabricate and control the need for research of anything you want to put your money in, especially something that sounds too good to be true. You're going to want to be wary of. Private investors, not publicly traded companies, will require you to be an accredited investor. And that's someone who is financially sophisticated and able to fend for themselves or sustain the risk of loss, according to the SEC. If you're not being asked about your net worth or salary, you should be wary because they're not able to decide if you are able to sustain the risk without that information. I found a site called PonziTracker.com and they share the current schemes that people are using to dupe investors. In 2008, John Woods of Georgia, an investment advisor and registered representative, and this is a good sign, began soliciting investors outside of his employer for a company called Horizon. Here, he and his cousin and brother began promising guaranteed fixed returns. The investors were allegedly told they had no possibility of losing their investment. It turns out that that initial investment did make back their investment plus some money, but not due to the great investment prowess of Woods, but because of his ability to bring in more investors and use that money to pay the earlier contributors. In 2021, the SEC filed an emergency action against Woods, and now what he owes back to investors totals over $110 million. Many years ago, around 1993, I heard about a group of people who were pooling money to invest. I was interested, but nervous because I'd never invested in anything other than my 401k. So I decided to invite a friend to go with me to a dinner and the orientation. The amount we'd invest was $1,500. So the two of us decided to put in $750 each and then we would split the profits. The dinner was very nice and it was attended by a lot of people. The group paid for all of our drinks and meals and we met many people thinking about joining this investment and people who already had. By the end of the night, we both wrote our checks. And that was the last time we saw our money or heard from that group. I did not have a lot of extra cash at that time, so it really hurt us. But I hope by sharing my story, it'll help keep other people out of trouble. Because investing in these schemes is only going to hurt you in the long run. Thanks for listening to Finances and Pyramid Schemes. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share any favorite episodes with friends. Finally, consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find us more easily. Please let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like us to cover, like Andrea did, by going to our website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your very own personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. 
Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.